Uh, now we're recording. And it is pointless for me to be recording myself. Wait. That is correct. You know what, Ty? Sometimes we're not on our A game. Sometimes we're not on our A game. Clap, clap, clap. Sometimes, hello. I don't want to be is- happy. Bye. <laughs> I'm Julia. I'm Rebecca. I'm Taye. And you're listening to In the Queue. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to yet another phenomenal episode of this wondrous podcast. Now, we wanted to start by addressing the fact that the past few episodes we've done have been very interesting. Um, but definitely on the more serious side, and we decided we wanted to, you know, mix it up, drop a little, drop a little sprinkle of lightness into the mix. So today is a bit more of a comedic episode, some might say. We're going to be talking about some hot takes. You know, we all have them. It it occurs to me, I was telling my mom about this episode, and she was like, Rebecca, what is a hot take? said number one you're old and number two (laughs) how would you define a hot take i had trouble defining it so i just googled it but that seems wrong to do it's just like an unpopular opinion but like kind of the point of hot takes is it's supposed to be like controversial yeah it's like a a hot take what you can't see right now are julia's hand motions (laughs) which really i think accurately describe (laughs) what a hot take is anyway So today we're going to be talking about some hot takes. We each have some hot takes of our own that we will be discussing. And then as a little excitement at the end of the episode, we got some submissions from Instagram at In The Key Podcast for all who are interested. Stay tuned to be involved in future episodes. Okay. So we're just going to jump right into it with the order of people on my screen right now, which is Taye right there at the top. So, Ty, we're going we're gonna to toss it to you for your very first hot take, which I think is a spicy one, considering the audience. Um, but why don't, you, why don't you talk a little bit about that one? Yes, it, it is a spicy one, considering the audience. Um, New York City is overrated. I have to say, I've, I haven't been a ton of times, but I've been a few times. And, you know, it's a little bit exciting for a day or two. But it's not very clean, and the buildings are so tall, and it's just building after building after building. I mean, I've also been to, like, the exact same parts of New York City, so maybe if I went to, like, other boroughs, that would, like, maybe my view would be different. But, like, I just – it's called a concrete jungle for a reason, and I I don't like the concrete. Like, I I want everything else. Um valid valid right you know i'm gonna come in with a a little abute to that um i love new york um so much so i'm going to school in new york um so well no longer actually uh at home um (laughs) but uh uh i love new york you know I, i i but i totally understand why people don't like it it's not it's definitely not for everyone it's really fast paced it's really like Oh, like, it's like city, city. Like, we live near a city, but it's not like a city, city. And 
It's a very suburban That makes sense city. if you knew where we were from, but you may not know. So, you know, whatever. But it's not like a city Mystery. city. <laughs> but so it's, it's different. And I love like being places where a lot of things are going on. I also love Broadway. So that has a special pull for me. I just think it's really cool. And like, I like going, navigating on the subway. Like, it's just, I really enjoy the city. I think there's so much culture and like coolness there. But also, I totally understand. Not for everyone. It's not the, like, you know, I think I'm actually the only person on this call right now who likes New York City. So, you know, it's, <laughs> it's, you know, it's, I understand. <laughs> It's not, I, hey, I just could never live there. I don't mind visiting. Like, I'm just not, I think, I, I don't know. I, being in New York City for too long sort of stresses me out just because I'm not a person who I think wants to end up living somewhere where there's something going on all the time. But I am very excited to come visit various friends who are going to school in New York City. And I just personally would not want to live there. But I like visiting. I, I, I have nothing against New York City specifically. I'm just not like a city kind of babe, I would say. No, I, I, I kind of agree with everything. Like, I totally understand why someone would like New York City. And also, like, to be very clear, the hot take is that New York City is overrated. Like, visiting <laughs> it can be fine for a few days. But It just seems to me like at least among a certain group of people or even among like a large swath of people, it's like, I want to go to New York City and LA and like, I'm going to visit these cities and it's going to be great. And like, I just don't, I'm like, there are so many other places in this country even that I'm like more excited to visit. And it's not to say that I would like, if you want to take me to New York City, like I'll go happily, but like there are. I don't know. I just think the idea that like everyone loves it is kind of weird to me. It feels like everyone is supposed to love New York City and I don't quite understand that. Also, the subways are very like chaotic. I like very simple subway systems. That's the only part of New York City that I like that I like especially is the subway system. I think it's so cool that you can get because we live where we live the um public transit system is that's true easy to navigate but doesn't take you a lot of places um especially if you don't live like like i don't live particularly close to a train station um so it makes it more difficult that's the only part of new york city that i think is that like i wish i could like plant in wherever i end up actually living in my adult life yeah i mean like it's the subway is like yes it's chaotic if you're just looking at like if you're the first time and you just look at the map it's like chaotic but what's so great about it is it literally takes you everywhere and there's like so many avenues and it's like it's i'm not gonna say it's simple to understand but like you look at it and it makes sense um in a way that that's just oh that's just not true (laughs) no i think it does you have to learn it like, yeah, after you learn it, it can make sense. But nobody, like, their very like, first oh. time looks at... No. 
lies. You just kind of see like okay. the lines and you're like numbers and you're like, no. okay, switch at this at this stop and you go. No, 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 no. York City with you. That's definitely not <laughs> even like, no, no. No, because conceptually like the subway is cool because like I agree, like we need to get away from cars and use more like public transit and mass transit. And I think like conceptually, I like a subway system like New York's, but it is so chaotic. And like I was in New York with like people who were like I'm a New Yorker like I lived in New York and um and I was in New York and they were like they're like oh let's get on this train and that'll get us to blah 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 and no it just passed like 20 stops and I was like what is going on like how do you know like when it passes stops and when it actually stops I hate trains that don't stop at every stop because how am I supposed to know that it doesn't stop at every stop you know, you guys do make some points about that, um, but, you know, I'll still hold fast and say that I understand the subway system, mainly because one time I navigated my dad to a tennis game match, tennis match, and he was going to follow instructions from a stranger, but I knew where we were going, so I fixed it when he took the wrong path. So I'm like, yes, Subway, probably just because of that one experience, I'll be honest. So To be very clear, um, I expect to be allowed to visit you, so <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I don't hate it. Um, we're waiting on Rebecca Rose. here. Frozen. <laughs> oh, and she's oh, gone. She's gone. Rebecca, are you good now? Back. I'm back. So sorry. It's a rough day for your Wi-Fi. It's a, it really is a rough day for my Wi-Fi. I don't know why I decided that today would be the day. I don't know. Very okay. rude. So, you want to go with your hot take next? Sure. So now that I've um been kicked out of a call and come back. Okay. New York City. Are you ready? I have a great segue to come into my hot take, which is that Julia is going to school in New York college when many people think of college they think of this establishment insomnia cookies i'm sorry their cookies are not good they're just not they just they're just not good rebecca too sweet (laughs) the only reason anyone likes them is because they're warm but you can get a warm cookie you can get a warm cookie that is so much better like yes, from it's where? better than Chips Ahoy. <laughs> well, okay, okay, from where? First Give of us all, places. make your own cookies. First of all, effort. Second of all, ovens. Get a Subway cookie. Put it in the microwave. Now you have an insomnia cookie. <laughs> I am not going to go to Subway cookie. and buy a cookie when I can just buy an insomnia cookie. <laughs> I will concede that insomnia cookies is thought of more highly because they found a niche market which is tired or college students in the middle of the night because they deliver and college students don't have ovens typically. So they, they, they can't. So I will, I will concede that they found a very niche market. And so like they play a big role in that. However, I will also say that insomnia cookies are so good. And I've only had them twice, but I am always thinking about them and always thinking about new ways to order them or times to get them because, which is clearly shown by the two times I've had them. But 
I, I just think about them a lot. They're so good. I don't know. I've had them a couple times. They leave that, you know, that like artificial sugar, like tanginess in your mouth. Does anyone, has anyone? I kind of do. That? And yeah, I also don't. That's how they feel. like it for me. Necessarily. I, I like that also um so also maybe i think that's maybe, where we disagree i think maybe a home cooked home you know baked cookies and any type of like bought cookie kind of exists in different categories it requires different skill sets to get both of them <laughs> it um, requires a different skill set to order an <laughs> oven versus not an oven especially yeah in a lot of people don't have ovens okay anyway okay julia your hot take. Ah, it's my turn. Um, my hot take is peanut butter is disgusting. Now, heal, heal me out. Um, I just think that peanut butter is one of the worst foods on this planet. Now, heal's the thing. Hear me out. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know. I was like, okay, like I'm ready for some... <laughs> Um, so here's the thing. My, my sister roasts me for this. For a long time, my sister didn't like peanut butter either. It was like the two of us together. You know, I was confident, like sometimes when people would bring in like snacks, um, that the full, like the whole class and like school and they had like peanuts or peanut butter, there would always be like a separate like peanut kid. Like there was this one specific time in sixth grade, there was a separate peanut allergy kid room. And they were like, you can go there. And I don't have a peanut allergy, but I went because I didn't want to be near the peanut butter peanut snack. Um, I just don't like it. Uh, the smell of peanut butter makes me feel like it's in the back of my throat. And then I feel like I can taste it. And then I'm like, oh, like I can't be around the smell of it. And my sister power a lot recently to make like, are you sure you're not allergic to it? I'm not allergic to peanut butter officially, but I am allergic to peanut butter spiritually. So I think that's what it is. I just don't think it's a good. I just don't like it. I just, I just don't like it. So I can understand that peanut butter is not my favorite. There are other members of my family who could literally eat peanut butter for three meals a day. I like it sometimes. It's like not. It's just a very neutral food for me. But I could totally understand. It's like sticky. It, it's grainy. It's, I could understand. You know, I don't even it. know the consistency. Just simply because I have not had it. <laughs> Like, I avoid it. I've had it, didn't like it, and I avoid it. So I really don't know the consistency of peanut butter because I haven't had it, like, recently enough to be, like, the graininess makes me... Mm. It's more like the memory. It triggles in my mind. It's like... bring back memories, bring back not, peanut butter. Not for me. Not for me. So... Okay, I, sometimes... Uh, yeah, you go. <laughs> I have to say, I did not eat peanut butter until like seventh or eighth grade because i too hated peanut butter and i'm not gonna convert you because i don't think it's some beautiful conversion story to liking (laughs) peanut butter i only like very particular peanut butters in very particular circumstances so like that's a bit of an exaggeration but number one creamy peanut butter canceled cannot stand it this is the epitome of cancel culture no um but creamy peanut butter has a terrible texture hate it will not eat it would rather not eat than have to eat it peanut butter and jelly not really a fan of i like 
more that's actually more the jelly because I don't like the sogginess of it but peanut butter on bread it's so sticky and then you have the bread which is like kind of chewy even if it's toasted not a good combo I only eat peanut butter in very certain circumstances so I understand exactly what you're saying definitely overrated um personally I wouldn't quite go to disgusting but definitely overrated the only thing I'll the last thing I'll say on this because when Ty said that creamy peanut butter should be canceled um I don't know if either of you have ever heard of or tasted a fluffer nutter I don't know if that rings any bells. Yeah. Oh, I it's think I know what you're talking marshmallow about. fluff and creamy peanut butter, traditionally on Wonder Bread. Um, oh my god, no! It's so good, so good. If you don't like peanut butter, you won't like that. But just wanted to put that out there for all my f- fluffer nutter friend listeners. Yeah, I know peanut butter and bananas, and that's about it. Peanut butter and apples? Okay. No, that's good. Peanut butter and apples are good. Okay. My sister will make things with peanut butter just to, like, threaten me, essentially. (laughs) Um, And she'll be like, taste it. Taste it. And I'm like, no. I'm I'm not going near that thing. So, yeah. That's peanut butter. (laughs) As for my next hot take, this is not, like, a hot take. This is just, like, a take that happens to be my opinion. (laughs) It may be a hot take. I'd, I'd say like a lukewarm take is how I would categorize it. I think water. I have water right here. I don't know how many. I don't know if you can hear that. This is my water bottle. I think water is underrated. I think that soda is overrated. Actually, I I, I can't really say that because I don't really drink soda. But I think water is underrated. I think more people should drink water more often water bottles so fun you can get any this water bottle is like my favorite shade of blue on the face of the earth so every time i drink water not only am i hydrating but i'm really you know making myself happy so i think more people should drink water and carry around a water bottle that's my hot take now i'm going to take a sip of my ice cold hydration fluid i'll be right back okay um so (laughs) I just find it really funny that you say water is underrated when water is an essential thing you need to survive. <laughs> okay, I definitely agree that water is underrated because, okay, there was this trend kind of almost on YouTube, like maybe four or five years ago among a certain like community or subsection of YouTube where people were like, if you don't like water, you can flavor it with this. Like I like to put fruit in my water or whatever, which is like fine. But people were saying they didn't like water. And I was like, what is wrong? Like what? (laughs) Number one. Number two, water is definitely underrated. Um, This is also like, I think just because like a habit of mine or like a family expectation of mine. But when I'm with my family, I pretty much only drink water a little bit of like orange juice or milk or sparkling water, but I was never, I still am not allowed to order soda at restaurants when I'm with my parents or anything like that. So I think that people should drink more. While I personally like soda and I like juices and a lot of sugary drinks, I do think that water is underrated. Um, I also drank a lot of water more recently when I was just working from home and my skin cleared up when I was drinking a lot of water. Water is great for you, y'all. I mean, don't overhydrate because that can be dangerous. But aside from that. I, okay. So maybe I can kind of understand the water is underrated thing. 
mainly like because I used to be like annoying and I mean I still am but I used to be more annoying in like middle school and like whenever we do like we I'd be on like the softball team and I'd be like waddles for the week I don't need water to hydrate when we'd be in the middle of workouts and I would just go and I just went to water um so I I definitely have been trying to drink a lot more water recently just because I feel like it's better for me and lately sometimes I just get up and I'm like oh I'm gonna get a drink and then suddenly I'm like I have a hankering for water and I was like what um because that's I mean I do it just it's not like something I feel like you like I have a hankering for something you don't think water you know it's it's just weird to be like I want water no but like when I'm when I want a drink it's not water because water is tasteless and oh, it's so is, good. It's so refreshing. It's refreshing. There was no taste, though. Like, know, it's, it's just there. Like, it's about the feeling more than it is about so the good. taste. And Magic I value taste. Um, and feeling. Okay, the other thing I'll add is that part of my opinion may be influenced by the fact that in fourth grade... I uh, fainted and got severely dehydrated. I don't know how severe it was. Like, I who do knows? I have nothing to compare it to. Ever since that moment, I literally have not played in a summer baseball game where I have brought fewer than four water bottles. Never. It's just not an option. Because, like, it's just not worth fainting in the middle of the field. I remember anyway. that. I We weren't, like, super close at the time, and I just remember hearing like you had you had fainted because of dehydration along with like another kid and yeah we were just sitting in the corner of like the mess hall just like just um cooling you didn't faint in the corner corner of the mess hall. no i like sort of i didn't like fully faint i just sort of dropped to my knees like on the way back yeah and i drank two full water bottles so water underrated let's move on what was for the week? Okay, um, so it's my turn now. Uh, I think for my hot next. take. My next hot, my next hot take, is that um, the Beatles are overrated. To be to my exact words on the document, all the Beatles suck. Um, and this is an opinion that I do hold. Um, I, I, uh, I just think they'll not that great like i'm not gonna say they have no good songs you know that's fine they do have some songs that are like you know just well known because they'll obviously the beatles right i just don't think they're like so amazing like when i was a child i wasn't my parents weren't playing the beatles they were playing like i don't know black people and that was just better music like that was my taste of music as a child i don't have like this I don't know, nostalgia, classic mentality associated with the Beatles. I'm just like, oh, it's just four white people and a guitar. And they're like, oh, you know, and they're like singing. So that's essentially how I see the Beatles. I, again, not going to say I don't like any of their music. That would be a lie. Um, actually, is it? I just don't know much of their music. So there might be a song, I'm like, oh, I like it. And then you tell me it's by the Beatles and I'll be surprised. So, yeah. I went from a very strong take to, I just don't know the Beatles. 
I do think I'm not gonna. Okay. Do you think they suck or do you think they're overrated? Because those are two very different things. Sounds like a little bit of both. They they coexist. They coexist in my mind. Like, because like I could get behind like they're overrated without, but I wouldn't get behind they suck. But again, I just don't know them. They suck. There's a lot of things that I say suck, which I probably mean overrated. But like they'll like they'll it coexists at moments. It's not just simply overrated because I do think it's not. I I would never sit down and be like put on the Beatles. I just wouldn't. Um. So in that sense, I think they suck in the fact I would never just like purposely ever listen to them. But I also think they're overrated because whenever I say that, everyone's like, how could you ever say that? And I'm like, it's, it's just my taste in music. I just don't, I just don't like them. So that's, that's my opinion. I personally like their music, but I don't think there's, like, if you don't like that kind of music, then there's no reason you would like their music any more than other similar music. So, you know what? I accept that hot take. Thank you. I just don't have a strong opinion on the Beatles. Like, they're f- like there's some songs I like by them, but I don't know that many of their songs. Oh, my. Is, am I frozen? This is so sad. We might have to do another date. Oh my god, my garage band is something is wrong with my garage band. Okay. It stopped recording. Yeah, we're just we're gonna need to do this on this day. Today is not the day. <laughs> so we recorded the other one on Sunday the sixteenth. That's a lie. Oh, actually, no, it was, was on it? Saturday. It was Saturday. Saturday, August 15th. And it's now Monday, August 17th. Yes. Welcome yes. to our podcast. <laughs> okay. Okay. Coming Are we back. Ready? I'm Coming ready. back from the couple day break. Here we are. I like this episode. Not that I don't like the other ones. <laughs> I just like this one too. Oh, wait. I do want to like, update the listeners. This episode. I want to update the listeners slightly. Usually we record it like late morning, early afternoon. It is fully the nighttime right now. So maybe maybe that'll make for a better episode. Who knows? Maybe it will. I think it will. We'll find out. When I'm, I'm tired, energized. I usually get like, I just become a different person. Um, I'm not tired quite yet, but I did take a nap midway through the day. So my energies all like align differently than normally. So okay, let's well, see I'm how it goes. <laughs> okay. Hi, hot take. Hit us. Okay. Chocolate ice cream is not very good. You're wrong. <laughs> <laughs> when, we, when we planned this. When Tay said this, Rebecca left the call. <laughs> okay, hear me out. It's not that I don't like chocolate. Like, I like chocolate. I like chocolate and candy, etc. But chocolate ice cream, I've, I've just never had it and been like, this is good. Like, it's just not. Like, I don't know how to explain it. What kind of chocolate ice cream have you had? I don't know. Chocolate ice cream. you never had good chocolate ice cream. Chocolate ice cream is not my favorite. I'll admit. But everything else, you know, it has a base of vanilla. You need some variety in there sometimes. Just saying. 
Um, well, to go off of Thai, well, it's not that I don't like chocolate ice cream, so I'm not going to necessarily you say that. No, no, let me finish. It's just that I'm not a huge ice cream fan in general. So to say, like, I, chocolate ice cream isn't going to be, like, the first thing I reach for. That being said, if I had to choose an ice cream, chocolate ice cream would definitely be lower. Not low, just lower than most things. I think chocolate and vanilla, like, obviously are really plain. But just, I get more of that instant sweet hit from vanilla. But I also think vanilla is really basic and plain, so I'm not, like, crazy about vanilla either. So, really, it's just anti-ice cream. That's not my hot take, but just ice cream's okay. Like, a, like it's not hot take to me. No, but I love ice cream. It's just that, like, if I had to choose between chocolate ice cream and no ice cream, which I have had to do in some situations, like, that's a hard decision because I just don't like chocolate ice cream at all. In what like, circumstance are you confronted choice. with the option of ice cream and no ice cream and you choose the no ice cream route? Like, like why would a person ever do ice cream? One of the w- hardest decisions one can make. So, you know, <laughs> you can't blame Paul. <laughs> I guess I'm just biased as a non-ice cream level. So, yeah. Fair. Okay. To stick with the food theme, I think that we should eat specifically Cheetos, but really it can apply to many different kinds of chips and bagged snacks. Eat them with a fork. Get yourself a plastic fork with some tines. Is that what they're called? With some tines that can bend a little bit. And eat your chips with a fork. Now, hear me out. It looks really weird upon first glance. Trust me, I've gotten a lot of looks, a lot of comments. But at the end of it, it's not all over your fingers. And some people say it's part of the Cheeto experience to eat it off your fingers. But, like, I I don't know where what kind of germs my hands have on them. And I'm not trying to stick my Cheeto fingers in my mouth if I'm going to get germs. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Try it out. Can't knock until you try it. Okay. So initially, I saw that you were going to say this, and I was taken aback. But now that you say it, like, I have a vague recollection of someone else saying something similar. But not exactly. Because a fork, as you kind of pointed out from your description, it doesn't fully work. Chopsticks, on the other hand, that is... I would do in a heartbeat. And I do agree the Cheeto experience, whatever, like it's, it's, it's not a good one. <laughs> if it's an experience, it's not a good one. So I could get on that, but um, with chopsticks, not forks. Cause I think chopsticks are much more practical. You know, sure. I too was a non-believer, but you told me this sometime like maybe two years ago or something or maybe like a year ago and i tried it with like these jalapeno uh like cheetos and like you make some points there like i think you have a point like that it was it was good it was good um i cannot lie um so but that being said you're like oh i don't like to you know eat it off my fingers one thing i do like about like finger junk food is like when the when the seasoning or whatever or the layer coat that's on top of it is on my fingers and then I suck them off my fingers, I think that's part of the experience. You know, it's good. Yeah, my hands may be dirty, but there's good tasting food there. So the things I'll do this is why we have COVID, um, if we're being honest. So um but the things I'll do for food. So 
uh, yeah, but I do agree. I think your p- position is valid. I think once you try it, you're like, you know what? This this is a valid a valid use of my time. I want to give full credit. I did not at all come up with this idea. It was I was in a class junior year that um, people just always happened to be eating. It was like right after a break, so we would come in and people would be eating snacks. And there was a senior at the time that we were juniors that did it. And I was like, that looks completely weird. And I tried it, and she was right. So full credit to her. Okay. So my turn? Your turn. <laughs> okay. Um, so I am going to depart from the food theme just because I have no more food hot takes on my list. Um um okay so my hot take is that i think tampons and pads should be free um and here's why i i really did not think this was this hard of a take and well besides like you know from conservative people who hate women well hate people with vaginas i'll say um uh so i didn't think it was that hard of a take and then i said it on a you know, preparing call, and my mom was like, why? And I was like, wait, not everyone thinks that tampons and pads shouldn't, should be free? And that was kind of like a shock to me, but apparently it's not a common thought. I think it should be. Like, people who have vaginas, they don't ask to have a period. I mean, it gets into a bigger conversation of a lot of things should maybe be free that aren't, um, like, I don't know, waddle. Uh, but that's a bigger conversation. But just like everywhere, like there are things that are like essential to you surviving. And by putting a charge on it, you'll actively like, it disenfranchises uh, like just people who can't afford to pay for these things. And they have to go through these symptoms, these things, these natural bodily functions. So why shouldn't it be free? I agree. I think it's not like a luxury that people should have to pay for. Like having a tampon or a pad is not like a luxury added to your life. Like it's a necessity. And I don't know, like at the point that a person has to be, you know, choosing what they're spending their money on. And one of the things they have to account for is whether they should be able to get a tampon or a pad. Um, and Whether also, or not they should like bleed on their clothing, which could cause them to right. possibly ruin it, and then have to buy more things. Like, right? I just don't think I. I don't understand. I don't understand that. It's about it's valuing profits over people is essentially what you're doing when you make. Oh no, you're absolutely essential correct. services cost money. Also, like I think, like at our school, what they did there was actually when we were in middle school, there was like a whole movement about that. Not like a movement, but. Um, there were people talking about this because in our in the bathrooms in our high school building they like have the case thing where you usually put like 25 cents or 75 cents or whatever it is in they just have it open and unlocked Um, and in the middle school they didn't have that and it was a crisis so you mean they didn't have it open and unlocked they didn't have it open and unlocked yeah they had it there but they didn't have it open and unlocked I think I think that places, even if, like, it's not, like, a general thing that, you know, pads and tampons are free, I think especially at places, like, I think everywhere, but especially at places like schools, like, 
you should have them open and unlocked. There's nothing that those 25 cents are doing for you that like is worth a person going without like something they need for the rest of the day. Anyway. Yeah, I, I agree. Hot. I don't know. I don't have much to add, but I agree. Hot take. Okay. So back to the top. Back to the top. Okay. This one I have to explain. <laughs> oh, I agree with oh. this so much. I'm so glad Rebecca agrees because not many people, like, it's partly just like a conceptual thing. Let me start from ground zero. <laughs> ground zero is that when you wear clothes outside, they're dirty. Like, we can all agree on that, right? Like, whether or not they, like, technically touch, I don't know. They just, suddenly they are dirty clothes. They're outside clothes, in fact. So you wear them inside the house, too. I'm not going to change every time I go in and outside the house. But then your bed. Your bed is, like, a very clean place. Personally, I shower before I go to sleep, which I guess could be another debate. But, like, I go to sleep clean, right? So my bed, the inside of my sheets, very clean. Therefore, everything that, like, I should never be sitting inside of my sheets in my outside clothes because that would make it dirty, right? So we take this, this most, like, comes into conflict with people at, like, hotels and such because people like to sit on the bed. And I, like, you can sit on the, on the comforter on the outside. That's understandable. The problem is people don't seem to have such a designation of the clean linens and the like dirty outside ones. So people inch towards the pillows and that is where my head goes, my clean head. And that drives me nuts. Therefore, Therefore, I just don't let anyone sit on my bed because I have spent way too long being anxious over where exactly people move. But the point is that outside clothes should not be worn on the inside linens or pillowcases of your bed, the the linens that you sleep on when you're clean. That's the point. Could not have said it better myself. You can sit on, like, the quilt part. Like, that's fine. Here's the thing. I walk outside... And it's just like the outside. I also shower before I go to bed. So I guess it's different if you shower in the morning or like you can shower at any time of the day. I shower right before I go to bed. I put new clothes on and I get under the sheets. So then when I'm asleep, I can be all like nice and clean and I'm not worried about like what's crawling all around me. So, so don't like, don't, I make my bed partially just so that when people come into my room, to sit on my bed, it's like not a threat that they'll sit on anything that I don't want them to sit on. So yes, I couldn't agree more. Couldn't agree more. So I too shower before I go to bed, but I have a differing opinion. Um, my opinion is that I just don't care. Um, and so <laughs> for me, it's like, I don't care if you sit there um, because it just it just doesn't affect me. It's not something I think about. I wash my sheets like every two weeks so if it was dirty at something then it's no longer dirty after a certain point in time so i will be honest just you know it's not something i'm like oh yeah don't sit there i'm like you can sit whatever um it's really not gonna affect me uh and i can see that this is causing some disturbance to my two fellow panelists um but i just I don't know. It's just not that of all the cleanly things that I like, I like to have a certain way that isn't one that I care about. 
Julia, Julia, imagine you're on public transportation, the public bus, the subway. <laughs> imagine even just like school. Imagine school. You know how dirty that place is? And then taking no one just sl- <laughs> and then sitting in your clean bed. You clean your sheets every two weeks, Julia. But that you means you could be lying in you could remember those gross blue chairs in the library? Like who knows what I those things are? Don't get into my bed with my clothes on. I take a shower first. So it's not like, like, one, no one is going into my room and doing anything. Also, who's going into my, who goes into your room and sits on your pillow? Like, that's, that's just like, that's just a weird thing, place to sit. But people get really close when I go on school trips. I, I'm fine with it all the time. Down, I'm fine with people laying down and having their head on the pillow. Like, if it hits it, then I'm like, I don't care. It's like, Their whatever. head or a hoodie or their sweatshirt. Yeah, but I don't Not care. even their head. I Any can't even them, do that. I really do not care. Like, they can do whatever they want there. It's like, you guys are fine. You know, it's not really going to bother me. My clothes, it will, like, it's just not something I, I'm not like, oh, how clean are my sheets? Besides the fact that I, you know, wash them every two weeks. But this is know, so like, oh. painful. <laughs> you know <laughs> I what? I really, like, I just can't. I just can't. You know, if you can live your life like that, more power to you. This oh, is man. why Rebecca and I, that just could never be me. I also, um, I also do a lot of things that a lot of people would probably be like, how could you ever do that? Like, I enjoy wearing my shoes in the house, which I know some people are like, I do. I do also. No, I always wear not. shoes. No, you know, also, Never. I don't, I don't put them on. Obviously, I don't put shoes on the bed. I think it's really weird when people put shoes but on that's the bed. Really, I always take them that's, off. Oof. That I can understand. Like, I wouldn't want someone to put those shoes on my bed. I can understand that. Wait, to be very clear, we're okay with sitting on the bed if it's like the outside comforter. It's just not the inside sheets. Because what people do on school, like field trips and things, is like they like half undo the sheets or they fold it over and suddenly they're sitting on the inside sheets. Just the comforter is fine. Yeah, that just does not bother me. I'll be honest with you. It just does not bother me. <laughs> so yeah. So those are all, all individual hot takes, right? Yes. Bang, bang, boom. Hot take left. Hot take right. Speed round. Speed round. With the hot takes. Okay. So to introduce the speed round, this is a collection of hot takes submitted via our Instagram at in the queue podcast. You should follow it. If you're a listener of this show, you should go check it out. We always post when the new episodes are uploaded and maybe you'll have an opportunity in the future to become a part of one of our episodes. So these are some hot takes submitted by listeners. We're just going to get through them. Listeners like you. Exactly. So we're going to get through them and we're all going to make, you know, quick comments on each if we feel like a comment is necessary and yeah, so I think we should just go same order, tie me, Julia, and we'll just read them. Read them and react. The first one is glasses are sexy. Sure. Like, yeah. Okay. I don't know. I don't have a strong opinion. As a person who wears glasses, um, yeah. More glasses representation in media. Hot, hot people with glasses rights. I have nothing to add. <laughs> Next. <laughs> Rebecca has glasses too, for the record. <laughs> I do not. Anyway. Okay. Next hot take is that 
popular kids, a quote, this is a full quote from These are all quotes. Does not represent necessarily any of our opinions, unless we say so. Popular kids are the worst and should have a different name. Now, you know, I've run into this before. As someone who at no point in my educational career would be defined as a popular kid. (laughs) I've struggled to explain to various people, such as my parents, what it means. They'll ask me about, like, a particular kid that they know in my grade, and I'll be like, oh, yeah, like, they're one of the popular kids. And that doesn't make sense because, like, popular doesn't mean that they're the most liked. It doesn't mean that they're the most friendly. Like, it's just... We're not saying it doesn't mean that they're necessarily not. We're just saying that right, they necessarily. Right. Exactly. So I don't know that I would have phrased it the way this particular <laughs> listener phrased it, but I understand where this person is coming from. And also, no, I know plenty of popular kids who are nice enough people to me. Some who aren't, but others who are. So... If you think you are defined as a popular kid, more power to you. Just be aware of how your social standing is impacting us lay people around you, us peasants. That's all I have to say. Okay, here's my take. Let me give you my take from a very unique perspective of um, a not popular kid for the vast majority of my life, but several people um, have told me that I was popular freshman year. And the way he knew that was... I said that there were no popular kids. And he said, if you think there were no popular kids, that means you were the popular kids. And actually, I have been told that. I really peaked freshman year of high school socially. I made it big, not to flex on (laughs) y'all. I will say, um, definitely should have a different name. Um, Because I similarly, like Rebecca, struggled to explain to my parents why kids were popular in middle school especially. The most popular kids in middle school, as far as I know, no one liked them. Um, I didn't know them personally. My middle school was big, but I had not heard a positive thing about them from anyone at any point in middle school. And I struggled to explain to my parents why these kids were popular because I could not tell you either. They just were. And that was just a known. So I agree should have a different name. We did say these were going to be quick and they've kind of gone long ago, but real quick, um, on TikTok, like people obviously make fun of like popular kids and quotes or whatever. And there's always this one pose that everyone does that's like hands on the knee, a little bit turned forward. One um, hand on the knee, one hand back. Yeah. Oh, um, yeah. And I was like, oh, ha ha, jokes. Obviously, I was like joking around. And then like, then I see it on like Instagram. and I'm like, whoa. Didn't know these people actually existed. Um, but they do. They they do. Anywho. Okay, next one. Still the same person gave us a lot of hot takes. Shout out to this listener. Um, mustard is actually pretty good. Disagree. <laughs> oh my goodness. Okay, I would agree. Mustard is not bad. Sometimes it's like not great, but you know, it adds some spice. Not actually, some flavor. Ketchup is kind of plain and boring and is in so many things. And that doesn't mean it's bad, but mustard like spices it up. And I really like that. I'm just not a fan of like Evo. I'm just not a huge condiment person, which is more. Well, I like sauces. I just, 
not huge. I eat my hot dogs plain, um, but I like to put like a you know special <laughs> sauces on like. I like dipping things in sauces. I just don't like ketchup or mustard. Really, a better sauce is sriracha mayo. I would. I'm. I like that stuff. Like that. Rebecca's face of absolute disgust when I said I don't put anything on my hot dog. Like she had. She took a moment. I honestly, I shouldn't have reacted that way. Hot dogs <laughs> are tasty, but it doesn't get dry by the end of it. Like, how long are you waiting to eat your hot dog? Don't you just... Well, it's like multiple bites. Just like, like by the last, but whatever. <laughs> you know what? I don't really... This is not a very hot take to me. I think some people like mustard and some people don't. So yeah. it sounds like this particular listener was grossed out by mustard or knows others who were grossed out by mustard, possibly. And their hot take is that it's actually pretty good. Mm-hmm. So, so next, next. On the list. This is, this actually is a pretty cold take. (laughs) One listener writes, cold drinks are better in winter. False. I I don't really know. Mixed thoughts. I I think cold drinks are good all year round. I don't think they're better in the summer. I don't think they're better in the winter than they are in the summer. And I don't know whether this person is saying cold drinks are better in the winter than they are in the summer or whether this person is saying cold drinks are better than hot drinks in the winter. I think it's the former. Either way, I think cold drinks are good all year round. I will say I think like if I'm if I'm there aren't very many times where I'm like, okay, I could get a drink right now and I could either make it hot or cold. I'm either looking for a nice hot cup of hot chocolate or a nice cold glass of like water or lemonade so this you know i don't i don't have many strong opinions on this one neither do i okay so i do um i (laughs) i okay i go to starbucks a lot particularly in the winter because that's where i do my homework on the weekends um and cold drinks are not better in winter i will say like i do get cold drinks in winter because most of the things i like are most of the drinks i like at starbucks are cold drinks but um they're not better because in the summer they're refreshing and they taste so like it's just like a a sigh of relief except a drink and they're particularly great in the summer um i think they're fine in the winter but summer much better in the summer. Thank you for coming to my TED talk. <laughs> Beautiful. Okay. Next. Uh, another listener uh, sends us, most people are performative activists. I think this is complicated, but true. Um, I think it's complicated. And I think, I think, it, Yes. Yes, I do agree. I think there is a lot of people who their activism is performative. Not always because I think they intend to it to be, but it just is like what they're doing isn't actually something. Um, and even if they don't think of it, necess- like they, their heart may be in the right place, but they're just not doing what, like they, they're not educated in the way they need to be in order to do something productively. Um, I think sometimes... This is maybe a little 
I don't know if this is a hot take or not. I think sometimes we shame people for things that are like at the end of the day harmless and just a waste of their time, which, you know, like I understand we want to direct people in the right direction, but like we can, I think you can do that without being like, oh, you're so stupid for doing this. So it's like, okay, they wasted two minutes of their time. And like it's, and if they were doing something that was actively harming other people, I understand that is a bit more serious, but I think sometimes we go a little bit too hard on people who just, aren't quite where they need to be quite yet, but they're not actively harming anyone. I definitely agree with that. The two things I would say are number one, a little uh, shout out to our Gen Z activism episodes. If by some stroke of something you're listening to this episode and you haven't listened to those, I think those were some of our best. um, And they really touch on this. But um, the other thing, I definitely agree with what Julia said about like, I think that even sometimes people who sort of raise themselves to the level of feeling like it's their job to always be calling out other people for performative activism. I think if you're doing, I think there are, there are some ways where in which call outs are, I, I think there are some ways to make a call out more effective than others. And I think, um, there sometimes it's like just performance on top of performance but as we touched on in one of those gen z activism episodes i think performative activism is very like person to person and subjective like there are some things that are clearly performative activism but there are other things that i think are in a little bit more of a gray area um but i would agree that i i think it's the way I would phrase this take for myself would be to say there are more people who do things that are more performative than they really realize or are like like care enough to pay attention to. I agree with everything that's been said. Something that I've been thinking about about lately is how I have or haven't carried like the Black Lives Matter activism instagram activism whatever over and like again referencing back to the gen z episode it's something that i've been reflecting lately is like sometimes i like to think of myself as like not that performative and i'm like kind of actually with it but like i've thought about it lately and i was like ty like you're not doing well actually like you've been kind of kind of mia recently and so I, I do think that a lot of people are performative activists, not because they intend to, um, but the work is tiring and the work takes a lot of time. And that's the nature of of any like good and important work in, in anything. Um, so I do think that a lot of people are performative activists, um, including like myself, um, not because we intend to be, but because... Um, because the work is hard and I think like it just takes people reflecting and realizing that and so like for me personally like (laughs) now I'm telling the world I'm a performative activist so me personally like I you know I'm gonna have decided to put in my schedule like a time to schedule when I'm going to I don't know figure out my next steps because clearly like my current next steps quote-unquote haven't been working and so I think people what's important is that people realize when their activism has become performative um, 
because if your heart is in the right place, I think you can grow from it. Um, but yeah, that was long, but that was my take. A nice, calm, cool, and collected response to a hot take. Yeah. Uh, okay. Wait, no, next. This listener writes, if you post photos where you're not social distancing, you just look annoying. Agree, 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 agree. agree. Taya is giving you a standing ovation. <laughs> <laughs> this one, I, I, I know we can do this efficiently because everyone agreed, but my goodness, yes, to like a thousand percent. I think it looks selfish. I think it's like, why do you think that, like, it's also hard for me not to be able to, you know, see my friends, so, or uh, see my friends and be close to them them or whatever. It's hard for me not to hug my, you know, extended family members and different people have different levels of, you know, comfort with that kind of thing. But I think if you're like not social distancing, like with your friends, it's just like, why do you think you're more important? Why do you think you're not going to be the person that's going to spread it? Like, why? Like, anyway. Yeah. It's, it's just, it's just weird. I don't, I don't understand it. Like, obviously, like, I'm, I would be, it, obviously, I'd be hypocritical if I said never see your friends because, like, I've seen my friends, but obviously, right. socially distanced, but, and mass, and mass on. But, like, the thing with the pictures is they're not socially distanced. They, don't have the masks on it just like it just it's and you know i've thought about maybe they just took it off for the picture maybe they were socially distant the whole time and they had to take a picture together in which like even still kind of like annoying but still i like i'm like maybe but it's just it feels like that's not the case and it's like even me trying to give them the benefit of the doubt it's hard for me to do that so i i don't know it's it's just really uh, annoying (laughs) So also just like the audacity in my opinion because it shows like okay I you know I don't always think about the benefit of the doubt so good one Julia to you for trying to think of that <laughs> and that is possible um given snapchats I've seen I don't know that that's the case um but for me something that strikes me is like the audacity cuz like maybe okay let's say you're just taking your mask off for a picture because like this is when you're graduating and this is your one graduation outdoor get together situation whatever like to post that on social media and like have no shame about it like it's one thing to say like i'm taking this picture for the future i would still disagree with it strongly but like to post it all over social media and like see it you have to know that at a bare minimum, it looks selfish, irresponsible, and, like, I I just don't understand. Like, anyway, I feel like it takes <laughs> a lot of confidence and audacity to do that, and I do not approve. Uh, okay, can, Rebecca, can you, you want to? Oh. Can I introduce this one because of the person who sent it in? Of course. Yes. Okay. Um, sent in from another listener who happens to live in my home. Uh, Shakespeare's comedies are better than the tragedies. Um, personally, I don't care. So we can move past this specific hot take. Um, any thoughts? I, my, my person is a nerd, uh, a huge book nerd, and their opinions are irrelevant. Anywho. Any I have thoughts? one thing to add to this hot take. Yeah. 
I hate Shakespeare in general. What? I'm sorry. I'm sorry to those who, like, I understand. I had a phenomenal English teacher. I had her both my in ninth grade and my senior year. We all had her our senior year. So much respect for this person. And one of our main areas of disagreement was that I, because she's known me, you know, for four years, she knows that I'm not a Shakespeare fan. And she would try to convince me every once in a while, like, this is why, like, we'd be reading something or I would be, like, showing her something for my essay. And she's like, this is why Shakespeare is so good. And I just, like, I've seen it. I've seen it done semi-pro. I've seen it in theater. I've seen, like, in high school theater. I've seen it. I've read it. I've read two of them. I just, I'm just not a fan. I'm sorry. You're too stuck up for me. Like, if you want to just write it and have me understand it, write it and have me understand it. Don't come at me with wherefore art thou, Romeo. <laughs> anyway. Hot take. Um, Flo Millie is better than Shakespeare. Uh, <laughs> so, those are my thoughts. Okay, Shakespeare's fine. I don't know. I don't really have strong <laughs> thoughts on him. I, you know, okay, I have an affinity for Macbeth because... I was in a production of it in sixth grade. So I feel a deep connection. Um, starred as Lady Macbeth. I'm flexing on everyone um, in this episode. <laughs> I was a popular kid. I was Lady Macbeth. Come for me. Um, so talented. In what grade were you Lady in Macbeth? Sixth grade. Ooh. Macbeth, he broke his sword in the middle of the performance while taking it out of his like belt thingy and it snapped in half and it was so funny okay anyway um but i don't have an opinion on comedies versus tragedy um so sorry yeah. uh, listener. i honest i can never remember which is which so i a comedy ends in a wedding a tragedy i think ends with a death anyway but uh i personally was like good. i'll be honest i like i actually like shakespeare um i'm just not gonna answer this question anywho uh <laughs> next question <laughs> next person second to last hot take scalding hot almost as hot as when you spill a hot cup of coffee on yourself this listener says quote coffee yum very intellectual i myself have accidentally tried coffee once and intentionally tried coffee once, and both times I thought it was gross. So I can't agree, but like I have respect for your opinion. I also am not a huge coffee fan myself. Um, I don't think it tastes good. Uh, I prefer hot chocolate as just a beverage that is somehow within the same category. Um, so yeah, those are I you know tea. If I if I need some caffeine, tea, Coke, soda just not coffee okay i don't like hot coffee that much um i don't like black coffee i add sugar and cream to my coffee or like a starbucks caramel macchiato which is like mm. mostly milk and then a bunch of caramel <laughs> those are solid drinks i don't like tea really especially warm tea i don't like so coffee's fine with me it's it's pretty decent it's definitely grown on me um but a solid whipped coffee, like, I know this was, like, four months ago. It was trendy, like, four months ago, but I still make it all the time. Um, that That's very solid, so. I will anyway. say, though, I've made a very explicit effort not to be, like, caffeine addicted or anything. 
especially coffee. So I didn't drink coffee until senior year of high school. And it's a very explicit choice to not have it every day. So, yeah, I will also add that that when Julie was talking about like when she wants caffeine, she has like tea or soda. I don't, I want to like for as long as I possibly can, I want to not have like caffeine influence my awakeness because I don't want to become reliant on it as some people who live in my household are. So, tea, shade, tea. Coffee, in fact. <laughs> that wasn't even intentional. Listeners, thank you for listening. This, you know, we came into this episode and we were like, this is going to be a short one. It's going to be a light one. We'll see how that shook out. So It was really fun. It was, it was really fun. fun. Maybe not short, but a good time. But either way, if you have any suggestions at all, DM us at pod oh lies dm us at in the q podcast on instagram or shoot us an email at podcast in the at gmail.com um but yeah we appreciate okay. your support see you and soon ty has something <laughs> oh that was all i had to say see you soon bye Take we care. will never see you likely see you never again We want to take a moment to thank everyone who made this podcast possible. Thank you to Dylan A. on Spotify and YouTube for letting us use his music. And thank you to all of our listeners for your continued support.